0: Welcome to Bush and Ritchie's Hometime Show podcast for tonight. Um, obviously, uh, in the news agenda at the moment, we're all going to be spending a little bit more time at home again. Uh, with encouragement for uh, spending uh, time at home with working from home. Um, something that's come to mind... And we're not going we're, we're to get the chance to actually see our boss face-to-face for uh, a while to have this discussion uh, <laughs> with him. But yes. do you remember a while back uh, we went and got a load of home merchandise for tea towels?
1: We did, yes. And they proved very popular, didn't they, I think?
0: Exactly. We hit upon an at-home item that was perfect merchandise, all right? And we're all going to be spending more time at home again over these autumn and winter months. Yet he was after ideas that were so much more out and about. And right now, they would be pointless. Pointless marketing.
1: Yeah, I think one of his ideas actually was a pound coin... With the hometime show written on it that you can use for trolleys. Yeah. Who's do, who's apart from queuing and that, not that many people are doing that much shopping, are they?
0: And in fact, during the peak of lockdown, a lot of supermarkets unlocked their trolleys because people weren't carrying around cash. He'd have cost us thousands. <laughs> he would have done. So, just a little moment, because I know he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> what were you even thinking?
2: Yeah.
0: And when would and you say, well done for coming up with the idea of hometime tea towels?
1: Please write us an apology note, Paul. Thank you. Here's the podcast. <laughs>
3: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: Uh, this Friday, £125,000 could happen to you. Uh, Sharon won our last big sum competition, £120,000, uh, a few weeks ago. And we thought today uh, we would get her back on ahead of this Friday, get some insider tips. Uh, Sharon, what was it like immediately after that winning moment? Well,
4: knew I'd got it, obviously you start spending it in your mind, you can't help it, and you start Looking at things like, I started looking at motorhomes online.
0: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> goodness. I'd love a motorhome. I passed one great. on the M27 the other day. I'd love one. One of those like Robert De Niro, meet the fuckers kind of style.
4: Well, not quite that big, I don't think. <laughs> okay. The amount of money isn't enough for one of those. Oh, they, they are actually thousands and thousands and thousands. But a small one, yeah. But So we were looking online, me and my husband, and then I thought, hang hey, what if you had a stack? caravan somewhere and do you know what we went to cornwall at the weekend and we uh we almost bought one it's going through the process we're gonna
2: buy one
1: oh, <laughs> brilliant I and mean, it was you know the night when you won that friday night and someone's gonna have the same experience as you with five grand more this coming friday uh, do, you must have got a takeaway or something any extravagant thing you did immediately after putting the phone down to richie and i
4: well we were in my brother-in-law's um Cottage, so he cracked open his bottle. Of champagne.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. At least you can afford to replace it. Yes.
4: So poor Roger. Yeah, we nicked his. Nicked
0: it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have been nicking Roger's champagne because, if my memory serves me right, you hung up on us, didn't you?
4: Oh, do you know what? <laughs> I was on holiday with my son Nathan, his last Nick, and she had a friend who'd been scammed. They'd kept her talking on the phone, and then they'd. I don't know what they said they were, but they tried to get into a bank account. So they said, "She said it's a scam. It's a scam. Hang up."
1: I met, oh my lord! <laughs> so
4: she leaned over and pushed my phone. She actually hung up.
1: <laughs> so Nicola, your daughter-in-law, nearly cost you £120,000 because she thought that yes. me and Richie were like uh, Ponzi scheme scammers on the phone.
4: That's right. Yeah.
1: Wow. Would
4: you give given it to someone else if I hadn't answered this? No,
1: you were the winner, so. You I'd have given it to someone
4: else.
1: <laughs> 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 well, listen, lovely to speak to you. Any advice for people then, uh, you know, in a couple of days' time when, when you know, this big money's going to be paid out?
4: Just do it. Do it. And even more than once. You I know, mean, sometimes I do it twice a week. And all my family are now doing it that'd be hilarious wouldn't it if my son won or something but
2: um,
0: <laughs> hilarious <laughs> slash slightly shifted. <laughs> yeah. oh
4: can I just say before I do go my son plays in a heavy metal band and drums yeah. and his name's Bale so he says please mention me mum you didn't mention me and he's right upset
1: ok cool So <laughs> d- you Dayan... don't
4: the money you don't mention your son
1: everything's different now. you've won the money you you are loaded so everything's different you can do whatever the hell you like now <laughs>
4: So, Rail plays in a band called Sars Dog and Spider Vein, two bands. So, he's got long hair and he, he looks like Animal out of um, The Muppets when he plays. All right.
1: <laughs> there, you go. there you
3: go. Absolute
4: Radio.
3: If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: What did you nearly miss out on in life? We want to hear those
2: stories, please. Martin, what was it for you? Well, basically what happened, I was on a, a night out with friends um, and the uh, gates to the local cricket ground were open and for some reason everyone decided to run, run across the field. Right, um, right. And when we reached the point where my mate's flat was, everyone climbed over the fence. I was last. As I climbed over, I slipped. Um, I managed to impale myself through the shoulder um, on, on this fence. Oh, mate. Um, my friend turned around, um, lifted me off because my feet weren't touching the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was, well, ended up going to hospital. Right. Um, a friend of mine, following day, I was in a sling and a lot of pains, uh, so we went down to the pub, had a few drinks, and in my drunken state, um, I unwittingly chatted up my future wife. Hang on, hang
0: on, hang on, hang on. So, your future wife started talking to you down the pub because your arm was in a sling because you'd got impaled on a fence the night before. Is that
1: correct? Correct. That is correct. Uh, What's her name, this lady?
2: Uh, this this lovely
1: lady's name is Leslie. Leslie, a triumph of the human spirit. Leslie, giving you a chance. Bearing in mind, to anyone else in this situation, if if the opening gambit you're chatting with someone you've never met before is that they've got their arm in a sling because they've got impaled on the cricket course gate, that must be an interesting thing. Um,
2: well, the thing was, um, I don't I don't think that she actually recalls that we had this conversation in that much detail. It was some months later when we finally um, started seeing each other properly that um, we actually finally worked out where we'd first met.
0: Blimey! And you're kind of thinking then that if you weren't in a sling, she wouldn't have even given you the time of day.
2: I well, I mean, this is a, this is a Sunday, so I wouldn't have been drinking probably on a Sunday. We work on a Monday, so I, and I wouldn't have certainly certainly wouldn't have approached such a beautiful woman in, in a sober state. So
1: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> so the stars aligned in many ways. Even though you thought that was a nightmare, getting, you know, I, I would say getting impaled on a gate is, is a nightmare for most people. He had to be impaled, though, Bush. If it wasn't for the impaling, you'd have never met your future wife. What an amazing thing.
2: Exactly.
3: Absolute Radio. The Hometown Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking.
1: For me, this is a weird one. Actually, uh, uh, I covered this show, the Home Time Show, yeah. about um, probably like three, four years ago, before we were consciously coupled. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and our ex-colleague, lovely Jeff Lloyd, uh, who was uh, uh, doing this show at the time, was off on his holidays. So uh, I was covering him, and the, the show, because of like um, a sponsorship with Guinness, mm. uh, was live from the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin. Nice, it's an amazing place. So I went over there to do the show. My now fiance Katie was working for Guinness at the time. Uh, came on the plane with us, I treated her to some of the Andy Bush patter at 30,000 feet, (laughs) and the rest is history. But I nearly didn't do the show because I was like, um, oh, I might just stay on my normal show, whatever, and I nearly didn't do it. But if I hadn't have agreed to do that cover... And all those little stars aligned, and I hadn't been so funny at 30,000 feet. Because what I, did, I at the time, even back then, uh, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not a mega fan of flying, but yeah. uh, I'm much better with it now than I was. But previously, I would just keep talking to people. So I think I was just talking at her. I just ground her down. It
0: was the patter that was getting you through the flight. I think the most critical thing here is if you weren't, had been scared for flying, yeah. the
1: patter wouldn't have happened. You wouldn't have been together. I would have had my headphones in. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that was definitely Katie's lucky nights. Eight- <laughs> Not like that, not like that. I mean chatting on the plane. 8.12.15
0: for your text. Uh, Matthew says, I nearly missed out on meeting my boyfriend Craig. Here's the most random thing, right? We met at the top of Snowdon... What a place to me, <laughs> But I had to stop near the top as my laces had come undone. You don't want any laces undone if you're climbing a mountain. No, best to get them tied up. Uh, if I hadn't and just carried on, I wouldn't have bumped into him
1: at the top. There's almost a whole side phone thing, this, about the most unlikely place. Who do you... you meet at the top of a mountain? Who do you meet at the top of a mountain? 8, 12, 15, you know what to do. Tuesday, Tom Bowler on the way, <laughs> folks. And Matt Dutton says, Guys, uh, due to queues entering Euston Station, I missed my train to Milton Keynes, but ended up on a later service with one of my great football heroes. Heroes, the ex-England manager, Graham Taylor, God rest his soul. Do I not like that? Rob Hud from St Neil's has saved the best till last for us tonight on Home Time. He says, Guys, I used to balance vodka jellies on my head and then roll them into my mouth. One night in the pub, I missed my mouth and landed on the floor outside the girls' toilets. I crouched down and sucked it off the floor and a girl walked out of the loo and jumped on my back. We've been together for 16
3: years and married for seven. There you go.
1: Ha! <laughs>
3: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home Time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
4: Absolute Radio.
1: Hope you're having a good week so far. My dad, Nigel, caught 17 carp yesterday at the lake. <laughs> Which is an amazing fishing performance—17 carp in one sing—and uh, this ends a one-month drought. Do you remember we were talking about this on the show yesterday, I didn't want to pick you up on it, but I thought this was the same dad, Nigel, who was having a real dry run. Well, we were t- we were talking to a fellow who phoned in yesterday, we were talking about good news, remember? Yeah. And he said he just caught a fish for the first time in ages. And I and I said I threw my dad under the bus saying he hasn't caught anything. He had had a sniff for a month. Yeah. Well, as we were talking, he was just hauling carp out the lake like someone out of the bible amazing like a, like a west country version of the bible but you know what though I spoke to him on the phone last night that's not his personal best the most carp he's ever caught in one fishing session, 35. Wow. That's pretty good, isn't it? It's a big old net. That is a big old net, 35 going on there. So I thought, let's chat personal best PBs in this hour of the show. If you've got a little personal records that you're quite proud of, get in touch, for example, maybe a run of the most green lights you've ever gone through on the way to getting home after work. Now, curiously,
0: mine's mine's rather niche, but uh, I've recorded a personal best this lunchtime on the way into work what Oh, a PB already. Right. Now, because, because 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 the the London Underground is a little bit quiet, well, it's a lot quieter. Very quiet. At the moment, it meant that on the Victoria Line, on my way into work, between Tottenham Hale and Highbury and Islington, I was in a carriage all on my own. Just you? Not another passenger in my carriage. Now, right now, that's wonderful, okay? But my personal best, that's four stops. that's a, that's a long time. That's your Seven Sisters, it's your Finsbury Park, and it's your Highbury and Islington. So between four stops, OK, I was completely on my own. That's a new personal bet.
1: You could have taken your trousers off for four stops and no-one else would have known about it. Other than CCTV. That's a good point. It ruins it for everyone, doesn't it? <laughs> so that's my personal bet. Craig says, whenever we go to Solihull Town Centre, we park on the third floor of the multi-storey car park. My partner and two kids get in the lift and I get the stairs. We race to the bottom. I'm unbeaten, 20... 22 nil. That's a lot of shopping trips. 8, 12, 15. What's your PB? Actually, I didn't mention my little PB earlier on. Uh, there was an entire week when I lived in Bristol, cycling to work from fish ponds to central Bristol, that I was, uh, no one overtook me on my bike <laughs> on the uh, Bristol to Bath cycle path. I was unovertaken,
0: unbeaten. Now, I'm imagining because you're cycling in central London now on the busy cycle superhighways and all that kind of thing. Oh, my Lord. You're a long way away I from that. I get my
1: hair parted <laughs> sideways by fellas in Lycra going past me and I'm on me Brompton. <laughs> well and truly lost that record.
0: Speaking of bikes, uh, Stacey says, mid-1980s, a 171 slab wheelie Whoa. on my Rally super burner. The paving
1: slab count was the only recognised measurement of wheelie in my Birmingham street. <laughs> yeah, Aidan says, I once did 18 roast potatoes at a Toby Carvery. I'm quite proud of that one. Oh. That's impressive, going in, 18 potatoes. And this fellow here, they don't leave the name, but it says, my dad always brings up his record of eating nine Topic bars in a row and wasn't sick.
0: Now they're going to be chewy. I wouldn't have thought that it's more a denture count than a, than a sickness count. Do you
1: know anyone who, who deletes a topic bar in 2020? Let alone nine. Nine in one go, that fella. <laughs>
3: They asked for a podcast, we told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Billy says,
1: 30 years ago I ate 21 sausages at my primary school in one sitting <laughs> and I still hold the record. <laughs> oh dear, and chariots of fire underneath Perfect. such an achievement. Actually sounds just
0: as bad underneath this one from Jonathan. When I was 14 I came back from Holland with a whole ball of Edam. <laughs> <laughs> I proceeded to eat the entire ball of Edam while watching Stephen Hendry beat Jimmy White (laughs) 18-17 in the final of the World
1: Super (laughs) Championship. What a legend. (laughs) That should be in the Guinness Book of Records. Uh, We've got Scott on the line. Scott, what is your personal best? It's 63 consecutive fried eggs without breaking a yolk. So what, cracking eggs into a frying pan? Hopefully not all in one sitting. This is over a, a long period of time, right? 2016 to 2020. Lost my streak during lockdown.
0: Scott, how do you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it.
0: How do you know that over four years? I mean, that, that, that's weird. Like, four years, you've only had sixty-three eggs. That means.
1: I know. I've only fried sixty-three eggs. Okay, so this is specifically frying. You are uh, you had that run of not actually breaking the yolk. Yeah, if I'm
5: making omelette, you expect to break the yolk. Um, scrambled so- eggs, but fried eggs in a pan,
1: sixty-three consecutive eggs over four years. How did you get involved in the pro yoke integrity scene? I'd not heard about that before.
5: It, um, it came down to... Uh, I cooked a fry up for a lot of football mates in my youth. And I had to do about 10, 12 eggs. And not one of them split. And they went, you're really good at that. And then I started counting from that point.
0: Scott, that's amazing. <laughs> one more question. Um, we're here to celebrate excellence and personal best, but, mate, what went wrong on that fateful day?
1: Yeah. Uh, I was distracted. Oh. You, I must you must have been gutted. You must been gutted. I was wounded. I mean, that's a streak. So, what are you on now? You must have started again. It's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much, sir.
3: Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: Have you had a personal record you'd like to share with the group? Some of them have been dubious, some of them have been food-related, gluttony-related, but this, my word, from Richard the paramedic. First on scene at a cardiac arrest, Mm. one hour and 23 minutes of CPR with my colleagues before we got a pulse back survived and left hospital
1: okay, bloke in his 30s. It was my best resus in 25 years. That's an amazing... I wasn't expecting to get a resus PB.
0: No, me neither. But
1: there you go. Casey emails to say, my family took a canal boat through the Tardabig Lock. (laughs) Uh, in two hours, 45 minutes, the recommended time to allow is seven hours. Uh, she adds, I know this means nothing to the rest of the world, but it was a pretty big achievement for us. I looked it up.
0: Tardy Big Locks. It's two and a quarter miles worth of 30 narrow locks. Wow. On the Worcester and Birmingham Canal, and they've done it in, in a, a snitch
1: of the time. That is a canal boat equivalent of being a boy racer. <laughs> Paul and
0: Stevenish says, I used to hold the global record for a level on Angry Birds.
1: Oh, my word.
0: So, sadly, I don't have a screenshot to prove this, but I know it happened. This was back when the game
1: was huge. Kev says, Bush and Ritchie, 17 fishermen's friends in my mouth at once on an icy winter's morning. Oh. He says, us Cornish are known for being hard and a bit stupid as well. <laughs> uh, you're going to love this. We've got Colin on the line. Colin, tell us about your amazing personal best.
2: i was in a double act about 15 years ago and uh we did an act where during the five minutes on stage i pegged loads of clothes pegs to my face (laughs) and my personal best was 56.
1: (laughs) (laughs) how do you even do that that is amazing 56 pegs on your face
2: yeah and that's not any hair that is actual flesh
0: Colin, some of the questions that I want to next ask would be considered rude, but hopefully you'll consider them feasible. Do you have a big face? <laughs> Circumference, surface area.
2: No, I, I think it was... Uh, no, not really. I think just stretchy face, maybe. Jowly,
0: jowly. was what I was going to go with, was my next question. Jowly. So do you have a jowly, stretchy face, then?
2: Well, weirdly, it's more jowly now. I was
0: in
1: my 20s at the You time could so do more 20s. pegs. Yeah, just think about that. Break your own PB. Yeah. Uh, Colin, can I ask you what, what? What is your job now? What do you do? I'm a teacher. Oh, <laughs> wow! Well, tell us about this. Like, what level, what age do you teach? Uh, I teach uh, secondary school, yes. What subject? A drama. Drama. So, do, do you, are your students aware of this amazing uh, secret personal best that their teacher has?
2: No, no, they're not. Luckily, I've got enough classroom plans so to not like go into that territory of nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, but look, I mean,
0: you could you could use it as an, uh, some kind of incentive. Sir, we'll do all this if we do this. Could we see your peg routine?
1: Yes,
2: <laughs> or a punishment. I'm not sure
1: which. <laughs> Amazing though. It's always good to have that in the locker, though, isn't it? Just take a bag of pegs with you, and anything could happen.
3: There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'll try it out. Do you ever
1: occasionally think to yourself, John, Yo, I'm going to try a different route home tonight? Even if you don't entirely know where you're going to go or how it's going to get take you, or whether it'll be longer or shorter than your normal route back home from work, occasionally just mix things up a little bit. That's what the Tuesday Tombola's like. We don't know what's going to happen.
0: It's kind of us making uh, it's making life difficult for ourselves as well, is. really, isn't it? Making a rod for our own backs. We could, you know, carefully craft some material and think, yeah, they're going to love this, it'll go really, really well. Like it always does. Like it always does. <laughs> but what we like to do, finally of tuesday's show is stick 100 balls inside the tombola uh, each one is numbered they're assigned to a assigned to a topic that you could get in touch with us about for the last
1: hour of the show we don't know what it is that's the sound of the tombola spinning gonna give it one more for luck bearing in mind we have just had a fellow on who did a one minute 40 second long wee and that was that was part of the content from the last hour of the show so low standards already let's just see what happens though OK, what will it be? What will the final hour of the show be? It's
0: ball number 92. It's wow. right up the top end of the scale. I think that's the highest ball we've ever had out of the Tombola. I think it could be. Couldn't I don't it? remember one higher than that. We'll check the paperwork. Have you served a celebrity? Ooh. Have you served a celebrity?
1: Well, I- I'm going to throw my hat right in the ring here straight away. Go on. I served Rick Parfitt a Christmas lunch. He was staying at the hotel I was working at in Devon, and he was staying over there actually during the festive period. This is quite a few years ago. And then this is the best bit. uh, He came down, because I was working at the late shift in the hotel, and asked me to turn down the temperature of his radio in his room because it was detuning his guitar strings.
0: So you haven't just served a celebrity, you have done Rick Parfitt's plumbing.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Now there's an entirely other (laughs) um, phone for the Tuesday Tombola. Right, get in touch with us. You can text us at 1215.
0: You can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Have you? You served a celebrity.
3: The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Home Time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
4: Absolute Radio. Uh,
1: Damien in Reading served Carol Decker in a carpet shop. <laughs>
0: I like that one uh, Hammy in Dorking sold Bobby Moore a putter at Effingham Golf Club and said I had no idea who he was I'm into rugby oh come on now come This is Bobby Moore
1: exactly uh, Richard's on the line Richard tell everyone your story of when you served a celeb
5: <laughs> well I was minding my own business working the graveyard ship I was uh, I was putting a cross on the oven ready for the morning and I turned around and there was this rough tall man I didn't even realise it was him at first it was only until he left that a regular told me who it was. I couldn't believe
1: it. Just set the scene for us. What kind of establishment was this?
5: Uh, this was a well known 24 hour petrol station. Uh, right. Their colour is green.
1: Okay, I okay, okay.
5: okay. Uh, yep. Yeah. And uh, he came in, all was quiet, and all he wanted was 20 bents in blue and a large latte. <laughs> <laughs>
1: simple man, a simple taste, but I appreciate that.
5: I mean, what more do you need at four in the morning?
1: And did you attempt any conversation or any chatter with Ray Winston at no, this time? Okay.
5: The problem is, I, I was in my own little world. It was, it was four in the morning. I was, I had two hours left. I was looking forward to getting out, and it was only after we left that the regulars told me, "Oh, you know who that was?" I went, "No." Ray Winston. I it's difficult. To, it's it.
0: difficult to do the bants and uh, and have that moment if you don't
1: know who it is in the first place. But you could. You could oh, have again. upsold. You could have upsold him a Toblerone at least. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what you guys do, right? I mean, he can afford it, can't he? He can. To be honest.
4: Yeah, he's got the money. Absolute Radio.
3: They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves, and here it is: the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie.
0: Mark in Staines has. He says, I was asked by Gianfranco Zola where
1: the organic onions were when I worked on the produce section in Sainsbury's. I tell you what, Gianfranco was never uh, that uncertain when he was trying to find the penalty area, that's for sure. <laughs> Am I right, football fans? And speaking of football fans, this one says, no further details here, which is a shame. Uh, I once served Jeff Stelling in WH Smith's. Oh, Jeff. I wonder, legend. Wonder what he was getting. Uh, Sarah, who did you serve? Yeah, I
4: had a holiday job uh, working in Harrods. <laughs> Uh, when I was about, ooh, uh, 19, I think. Um, and lo and behold, Morton Harkett of our half
1: came to the stationary counter. I think he was buying a card. Ah! Yeah, Morton Harkett is someone, a little bit like Rick Astley as well, there must be some kind of connection with this, but he still looks exactly the same now yes. as he did back in the 80s when that their amazing debut album by our half first came out. Was he a nice fella? Uh, yeah, he
4: was very polite, Yeah.
0: Now, Sarah, I'm guessing, I mean, with all due respect to uh, the good people at uh, your Clinton cards, uh, I'm imagining if you work on the stationary counter at Harrods, it yeah. might not be just Morton Harkett that comes in. Have there been other celebrities that came and uh, oh, bought some biros yeah. off you? <laughs> um, let
4: me see. I did. I don't know whether this is really showing my age in a major way, although the Morton Harkett thing probably was, but...
2: Uh,
1: Bruce Grobelar's wife <laughs> came to the same council. I swear, <laughs> anyone, I saw... If anyone
2: remembers him. <laughs>
3: Bruce Grobelar's wife sounds like an indie band <laughs> from the early <laughs> nineties. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not Hometime anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name.
4: Absolute Radio.
1: Hope you enjoyed the... Um, the show there. This is one final thing we do need to deal with before uh, we let you go. Uh, obviously, Richie started the podcast intro by s- by having a pop. It's the only way of putting this. Vitriol, I, have vitriol at our boss Paul for uh, not giving us enough credit for coming up with tea towels as a yes. merch idea for the hometown show. Exactly. In fact, uh, Richie rinsed Paul's own idea about putting. Um, pound coins. Did, the pound coins trolleys. for shopping
0: trolleys that he wanted branding and uh, and how that would have lost us money because of current restrictions.
1: And uh, you ended this bit before we went into the actual podcast saying uh, it's fine because Paul doesn't listen to the podcast. I did yeah. However our producer Adam has got this bit of intel.
5: Yeah well you boys have got a meeting with our boss tomorrow and today he is in a Zoom conference with all the management at our radio station so when he can't actually listen live he does go back and check the podcast just to let you know right
1: so okay so uh... that's i don't know how that's going to play out i'm not too sure how that's going to play out you, I think, was it one of us, maybe you, demanded a, an apology letter, I do believe, at the start of the...
0: I think <laughs> one of us did. I think, thankfully, that
1: might not have be been me. Um, I just want to say, Paul is a great guy, a brilliant boss, and I really appreciate everything he's doing. He and is, orders. and we are going to,
0: just to let you know, actually, listener, uh, and it's uh, hopefully he's not listening by this point, we're actually going to put one of our home time details in the post to him, which I'm
1: sure he will be very grateful for. That'll save our jobs. To, to say what a great <laughs> boss he it. is. Hopefully, we've resolved all of this, and, and keep this amongst yourselves. By the way, don't want any pe- people tweeting anything like this. Just keep it amongst yourselves. Uh,
0: if you do want to tweet him, his name is at Gary Boss. Gary Boss—that's his name, isn't Absolute. it? Winners at Gary Boss. Absolute.
1: Gary Boss. Absolute. Okay. <laughs> it, yeah. Okay, guys.
4: Ready for this? One, two, three,
5: four.
1: Bush Bush and Richie's and podcast. And so. is is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It's over ever has done.